This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and hope in a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the War Vessel Radio podcast. This is episode 30 and it does not have a title series yet because i am back in the studio with benjamin gingrich say hi ben yes it is good to be here it's good to be back i've i really enjoyed listening to the podcast in between here and it's really fun to be back on and uh talking about different spiritual lessons with you yep this is exciting so ben and i have decided to crack open into the rest of christ and we have a couple different categories that this bleeds into. In fact, in the last hour and a half, almost two hours that we've spent discussing it before recording, we've been all over the place, which has been exciting, and it's definitely of the Lord. So, yeah. So tonight, we're just going to begin laying the foundation for how the rest of these episodes together looks like, and that's just talking about and delighting in that Jesus is our sufficiency and he is our complete rest. And then later on, we'll probably talk about how that rest, what that rest looks like in different ways. Sound pretty good? Yeah. Yep. Sounds like what we're talking about. All right. So Ben, what are some of the things that the Lord has been, like as you and I have talked about this rest, what are some things that the Lord's been stirring in you? And yeah, Some of the verses or just uh, thoughts? Verses, thoughts. Okay. Yeah, so one of them, this, maybe this is really just diving right into it. Um, one verse that, set of verses that really stuck out to me with rest and Jesus being our rest. Um, it's in Matthew 11, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's in the area of about 28 to 29, but um, it's Jesus talking and he's talking about the relationship that he has with the Father. And he, he finishes up the chapter in verse 28 and 29, and he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And there's a lot, a lot in there, but I... I was looking at it, we, we were discussing a lot about uh, spiritual rest versus physical rest and just seeing where Jesus is in each of those and something, especially looking at it right here, just looking at how Jesus is our our rest, our spiritual rest here and how he's saying, you know, those who are, who are weary and heavy laden coming to him and he will give them rest and I really like something that I really like about it is talking about taking the yoke upon yourself and learning from him because his, um, yeah, for his, I am I am gentle and lowly heart in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And in looking at that, I like how kind of the analogy that pops into my mind is, you know, before, before we're walking our relationship, with the Lord, we're we're off doing our own thing in our own strength. And yes, I I know God He He provides the underlying um, 
stability for life. He he is the he's the he supports all of our life. Mm-hmm. But before getting into the relationship with him, we're not, we're not able to partake of his yoke, if you will, which is easy. And so you get the idea, you know, of the typically oxen with the yoke. There's two of them, and they have to be matched evenly or one will carry more weight and as we know we are not a strong just an analogy we're not a strong ox we cannot carry the weight that jesus does but he says that's why you're coming to me because you can't do it come into my yoke and i will i will give you rest because i can carry you with it and so in salvation we were talking about hebrews 4 as well which we might get into that mm-hmm. um, but it's talking about entering his rest uh, and so in this i see it when we enter that rest we can come into his provision for us um, just in each area of life in the things that we're laboring in and uh heavy laden in so that's just one of the thoughts i've been thinking about with it right yeah, because you and I have been discussing about what it look like. What is the rest of Jesus? What does that look like, and how does that apply to our lives? In what areas does that apply? And we've talked about like church and Sabbath, and meeting with the body, and um, you know the differences there. We've talked about work throughout the week, and you mentioned up this interesting point of that you and I both work in construction and so that we're creating throughout the week just as, which I was like, I got excited about this, just as God created through the six days of creation, he created throughout the week and then on the seventh day he rested. So we've talked about those types of resting, which is like a physical resting, but then there's also the spiritual rest of just like you're talking about of coming into that yoke of Christ, of entering into his spirit. And the only way to find rest in Jesus is if we're walking alongside him and in his shadow. And another, we talked about the shepherd and the sheep, that as the sheep, we need to be by the shepherd and being led by the shepherd in order to enter into the rest that he desires for us to come in. Because if we're off wandering the pastures on our own, we're liable to get hurt Unrested is basically a good way of putting that. But in going back to that yoke analogy, we can't be pulling ahead of Christ. Otherwise, we're trying to take all the burden upon ourselves and drag the whole operation of whatever it is we're pulling. It never really mentions what we're pulling, and that doesn't really matter. It's this idea of unity with Christ. But if we pull ahead, we're trying to drag it all on our own strength. It's, it seems like a very works-based faith that we're going to run right ahead of Jesus and that he's in the background, you know, like he's necessary and we're attached to him, but I got to pull it together here. Or we're not keeping pace with Jesus and we kind of drag our feet and that's kind of like a spiritual slump, if you will, where we're, uh, I I don't know if I need to do that. You know, it's just kind of like this. Like a lukewarm Christian, right. if you will. It's this, there's no pursuit of wanting to match Christ in the spirit of following his leading is what it is. And so those are kind of, that's the topic of conversation we've been having around this rest in Jesus and what, how does that look for us? Um, do you have anything to add to yeah. that? I was just thinking about it just in the, I, I love the analogy um, of the yoke of oxen, but like you're, as you were talking about it, I was thinking about how a lot of times in 
in my life at least I can I can see sometimes where God's called me back but that's because I've taken and I'm I'm no longer I'm no longer trying to be uh, abiding with him or Mm -hmm. like you were saying, staying with him. I think kind of in the same way is a little bit in abiding with him. It's like resting in him. And when we're, when we're not abiding, we're not, when we're not pulling right next to him, even though we're not doing much of the work in all reality's sake, but he's, he's there with us. He's, he wants us to be a part of it. Um, When we're not abiding, we're like, why is life so hard? Why is stuff not working out? You know, I don't have, this is not working and, you know, I'm not feeling supplied for here. And he's over here going, you're, you're not part of this yoke. You've, you've gone off. You're trying to pull ahead here. Mm -hmm. You're, you're not, you're trying, you're not coming with me in my plan and my steps. Instead, we're off just uh, trying to do in our own, own strength. So I, I like that analogy there with that. Yeah. And I think you and I are both at a stage in life too. We're finding that like coming to an understanding of what that rest in Christ is kind of critical. I mean, we want to start our lives in independence and like, I mean, just conversations with you and where we're both at, just wanting to expand and become independent in whatever ways that looks like. Um, And, and so I think it's critical that there's that spiritual foundation of resting in Christ. Otherwise, I know for myself, I would be burning myself out in every corner because I'd be trying to pursue my own path, pursue what living life looks like within my the means of my own strength. Um, and that I would be trying to drag Christ along into that and be like, no, Lord, this is the way you really want me to go when he wants me to surrender to him, be obedient to him and go in another direction. And that's what that rest we're talking about is, is, and we've already said it like 20 times, but that's because it's important. That idea of coming into harmony with his leading, with his guidance, that there's the reason his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light is because we're being led by him and that we're not, none of it's done in and of ourselves. We're not trying to make any of it up for ourselves. It's all just what he hands to us, but it's all what he does. And that's why it's easy and light when you come in agreement with him in that. Otherwise it's going to feel awkward. And it's that going back to that. I'm pulling ahead or I'm falling behind or dragging behind because either I'm like, whoa, Lord, I don't want that. And I'm planting my feet. And, and he's like, but you have to come into it if you want to come deeper into relationship with me. Or I'm like, Neow, and I'm flying right by him. And now I like the yokes become diagonal and he's back here. And I've lost sight of where he's at. And I'm trying to follow the own. And meanwhile, the plow behind us is crook drawn, crooked furrows and everything, you know, and it, I don't know. I was just for a big picture analysis. Um, And so it's about, we desire to establish ourselves upon that foundation of the rest of Christ, that the decisions Mm -hmm. we're trying to make in life are the decisions of Christ so that there's rest in them and there's peace and there's assurance in them. Is that something you feel agreement with? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, there's a, 
there's a lot of good uh, there's a lot of good analogies and that is a great analogy that a lot of truths that can come out of the analogy with that absolutely i one of the one of the verses just in talking about rest and what what it looks like and just a kind of the way god designed it uh, i was <clears throat> i was studying in exodus 31 and there's there's a it's it's 12 it's verses 12 to 18 um, but but I'm just gonna read um, some of the the middle part is really the the law part of the Sabbath it's talking about the Sabbath law mm-hmm. but inside of that it's talking about the the rest so so verses uh, what would it be here uh, 14 through uh, 16 it's talking about the law part but the verses that I was that really struck me was in uh, verse 12 it says and the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak also to the children of Israel Israel <clears throat> saying surely my sabbaths you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you and I know we we discussed a lot about the sabbaths before this and just um, about how, you know, they were distorted by the Pharisees and the mm-hmm. Pharisaical law went way further than it should have, um, further than the Mosaic law. But kind of the bottom line here is it's talking about the reason why Jesus did this. The reason why, yeah, the reason why Jesus did this is because he rested on the seventh day. And down in verse 17, it says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And that that word refreshed really uh, kind of, it, it made me think about it a little bit. It was like, you know, do you think that God can be refreshed? But just in looking at it, I, you know, just... And kind of trying to understand it, I see it as he he had created all of this goodness. He had, you know, he had the crowning person, you know, he had a person, mm-hmm. um, a human that he created as the crowning jewel of the earth. He had finished it all. It was good. And so I see it a little bit as this way of God kind of taking a step back and not that, you know, not that he just goes and falls asleep or something. I don't, I don't believe that he did that, but he took a step back and took a moment to enjoy what he had created. And just mm-hmm. be like, this is good. Um, I was using an example real quick. Like my, my family, we, we love to, you know, to mow the lawns and everything and get, get stuff really tidy looking. And, um, it's just really, it's so beautiful afterwards to look at the greenery and mm-hmm. um, just to see everything in order. And I think that's a little bit, maybe an analogy, a little bit of a way that God um, felt with his creation. It was the way it was supposed to be. He had brought order from chaos. Mm-hmm. And and so it, it came to that point where he was taking that break just to reflect on it. Right. I think that's exactly what the Lord did. And I like you touched upon that order to chaos, which is something that I was think, thinking about or brought up too. Um, and that's what he does with our sin lives is before we've come to Christ, our lives are chaos. They are headed to death where nothing is in order. It's none of it's good. In other words, <laughs> it's all sin or sin based. Um, and when we come to the understanding, the knowledge of Christ and who he is, you know, his death and resurrection, 
and now his spirit within us, he comes into our temple and starts flipping tables over and throwing stuff around, kind of like he did in the temple with uh, the money collectors and the things that they were exchanging and everything. And he's like, this doesn't belong in this house that is mine. This needs to go. And so he starts taking what has been chaos in our lives and begins putting it into order. And from that order comes the rest that we're talking about, is that he's sanctifying us into his rest. And that is kind of difficult sometimes, but it's necessary for us to begin to grow into what his rest looks like. Um, And I think that's something important for me to keep in mind that if I'm not at rest, maybe I need to be looking at it from how or why is the Lord having me go through this season of what appears like unrest? Maybe it's because he's disrupting something in my spirit and dislodging something in my spiritual life. He's like, this doesn't, this isn't part of my temple that I've now come into. I want it to look more like what I want it to look like so that you can experience more fullness of my rest. If this is no longer in your life, you will have more peace and rest in me. And we say peace and rest. I feel like we say, we think of war and peace, but that's not exactly what the peace of Christ is. It's not really like a peace from turmoil or affliction necessarily, but it's the assurance of who he is that he has given us promises and blessings and that's what we can rest in, that it doesn't matter where we are or what we're in, it's just Jesus, and which is why we're talking about Jesus is the rest that we're seeking. But you and I are also, like, we have an understanding of that, and so we're curious. How do we bring Jesus' rest into the areas where we feel unrested in? Um, and that's yeah. exciting. That was a big question for us when we right. were talking. And so we're kind of... We've, we've acknowledged and we've recognized the promise of Christ, that there is rest in him. And now it's kind of coming off from that and like, okay, now how do we take that promise and apply it to this area of our life? And how do we begin trusting him with that area of life so he can more fully move into that part of our, temp, our spiritual temple and reside there and make us solid and not shaky? Mm-hmm. We didn't discuss yeah. any of that analogy at all, so that was just kind of all that just flowed. So that yeah, was cool. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I was just thinking about as far as the uh, you're talking about the spiritual temple, mm-hmm. and it really made me think. Um, so something that I've been going through um, is just looking at how when Jesus came, he brought a new covenant, and his when he came he what he what he does his the way he goes about things supersedes a law it fulfills a law he fulfilled the law 100% but he went even further with with the law and just to give an example i think about the 10 commandments you know how he says you shall not murder well he says you know if you hate your brother it's the same as if you've murdered it in my eyes and you know also same with adult uh lust and adultery mm-hmm. and so i was thinking about that what does that look like because i believe that god would take all of the ten commandments 
to a higher level because all of it is coming back to your heart, what's in your heart. For the Israelites, it was so much, okay, your actions have to look right. Your heart can kind of be wherever it wants, but but your actions got to look right. And so now it's all about our heart and what's in our heart. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where where does that put us as far as honoring the Sabbath or or just even taking taking rest in our life. And I don't know, I had a few ideas, but what do you think about that? I think maybe that needs to be another episode. <laughs> Since we're at the 20-minute mark. But I did want to wrap up with a couple things, too, which I don't know if this is going to directly answer your question or not. But it's in Proverbs, which might be an interesting place to look for rest. And this doesn't necessarily pertain to rest, but it goes kind of back to that spiritual temple of rest. And so it's a couple verses. Um, It's in Proverbs 29, um, and I was looking specifically at 14 and 18. And it might not make any sense when I read it, but I hope to make sense after I read it. Uh, so in, starting in verse, excuse me, verse 14, The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, transgressions increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. And this is kind of going to that um, spiritual temple and spiritual rest. That this is what Jesus is bringing us into. He's bringing us into his wisdom. Um, It says, the king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. Well, our king desires to establish us in truth and his throne is established forever. And because we are in Christ, in the king of truth, we are established forever. And that's rest. Um, it says in 17, correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. And that's kind of, it's interesting to think of it vice versa. It says, correct your son and he will give you rest. But that's what Jesus delights to do with us. He wants to correct us in his spirit so that we can come in harmony and be at rest with him. And that's kind of a both ways, and we'll both have delights to our souls. Um, and then 18, I think, goes back to that yoke, looking at that yoke, where there is no revelation the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Now, a lot of people could look at that and be like, well, that's works, keeps the law. Well, it's not. It's looking at it as Christ, happy is he who keeps Christ, who stays with Christ, who is next to Christ, who is in Christ, There's and doesn't desire to cast off the restraint of that. When we start getting rebellious and wanting our own way, we begin trying to cast off the restraint of the yoke. But happy, which I also compare to a form of rest, happy is the one who stays in Christ. And so that's kind of I think how would be a good place to wrap it up in that what we're talking about is this abiding rest in Jesus Christ and learning to live our lives sourced from that rest and making decisions upon the rest of Christ because they're decisions based off his spirit. Am I accurate there, Ben? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Just, you know, it's so easy to say, but 
it's all about mm-hmm. Jesus, but it really is that focus on him and he's where we're going to go yeah. to get true rest. And I think that is a good point. It is easy to say, and I think you and I, like it's easy to say, but we desire to apply it and want to apply it. Like, I don't know. I'm excited that it's easy to say because it's exciting for me to say. And it gets me fired up to. It's the truth. Right, exactly. <laughs> but. Yeah, we are works in progress too, so we're very, we want this rest too in ourselves. So, all right, well, thank you all for listening. Um, We'll be back next week with Ben and discussing further how this root of rest in Christ applies to other areas or what it looks like. So I'm excited to be diving in there with that so thank you all for listening praying for you all this week um and just asking the blessings of christ upon you thank you for listening to war vessel radio if you enjoyed this podcast please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of jesus christ will continue to spread Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.